welcome back to another episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports <clears throat> Podcast. Excuse me. Here we go. It is payback. Payback weekend uh, heading into today. Uh, we got a whole card. I'm just going to do a little bit of a preview for you guys on the episode today. I really like what the WWE has been doing. They have given it has been very entertaining over the past month. They have given us some of their some of their best work, I have thought. And if you watched SmackDown last night, we got the return of John Cena. John Cena, uh, a staple, the GOAT, one of the greatest of all time, return to SmackDown. Uh, and this is the first of an eight straight weeks of John Cena being on SmackDown. Hopefully I'm brought to, I don't know. I, I think it's just SmackDown though. Uh, what does this mean? This means that the the only thing to come out of this SAG Astra strike that has been positive is that we get John Cena back for a little bit as he is taking a break from Hollywood. Uh, what does this mean for uh, WWE? He looked great. I, I can see that his his trainers probably put in a little bit more RCC. He's tightened up the diet. He's got his he's got his abs going again. Uh, he looks good. He looks like like vintage Cena or a a version of Cena that has come back in uh, some of the best uh, best condition we've seen him in a while. But uh, the big reveal from last night is that he will be the host of Payback today in uh, Pittsburgh. Um. And hopefully uh, he might get involved. You might you might see the the build up to him uh, possibly doing a doing a program with one of the uh, one of the younger superstars, um, and, and and doing something meaningful. I don't think they had planned to have John back. Um, maybe until Royal Rumble, he might he might have made an appearance, or maybe WrestleMania. But definitely, this gives him one more person to uh, to throw into the mix. He's not gonna get. Uh, you might have him go against Jimmy Uso. I I, I saw that uh, that last night was pretty entertaining. Him getting in the ring uh, with Jimmy and Jimmy just asking, "What are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you back here?" And John always with the crowd in the palm of his hand. Um, able to uh, get the best. He's always able to... That's one thing about John. No matter who he's in there with, he is able to pull the best out of them verbally. The best uh, best promo that they can do. And because the crowd reaction is everything. So being able to involve the crowd in, in, in what they're doing is, uh, is key. And John always does a, a great job of that. I'm interested. Who, who do you want to see John go up against? What, what type of program do you want to see John go into? Do you want to see him go after Pagan Gunther? Do you want to see him take on Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship? Um, Seth Rollins for the, uh, for the World Heavyweight? Or do you want to see another rematch with Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship? Have John go for number 17. All things that, uh, that, that could go on possibly... Um, coming up here very soon. But all right, let's get to the card for payback and a little bit of a preview. All right. So first we got the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins, the champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke coming up, it's been a very, very personal 
um, between the two saying that uh, there's also real that Seth has uh, some fractured vertebrae in his neck. Wrestling's a very, very tough sport. It's very tough. Uh, Seth has been dealing with this apparently for a while, if, it, if it's true, if it's not the storyline. Um, and Sinsuke taking some personal shots saying that I'm going to be the reason why you can't play with your kids 20 years down the road. I, I, I like Shinsuke. I think that he's doing great. Seth is not going to lose this title um, anytime soon. The, the thing that, that is out there in the distance is the cash-in by Damian Priest. I think that is the only time that Seth is going to lose, lose the title. I, I, I can't see um, another, another way. I think this is going to be a great match because Shinsuke is incredible. And Seth Rollins is incredible. So I think this is a good, good championship match. Uh, but I do have Seth Rollins winning it. All right, World Women's World Championship, Rhea Rip, Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, rarely does Rhea Ripley get into a match where she is the smaller of the two. Um, Raquel Rodriguez is the biggest woman on the roster. Um, very strong. I like her back. She does the, the back lat spread when she comes out there. It's very good. She is, uh, she's a force. She's a force. So I, I see this being a good match. Um, Rhea also is in the position where, you know, it's hard to beat factions. That's the one thing that WWE has, has pushed so hard over the past couple uh, years since Triple H has taken over. Beating somebody in a faction is very difficult because you always have to be aware of what's going on around you. So I I, I like the uh, I like faction warfare. Judgment Day is going to be out there in some capacity, whether it's Dominic or the whole group. Um, I see Rhea keeping her belt going forward. I, I don't know who's going to come up there and challenge her. I really can't think of a person who is good enough to go out there and challenge Rhea for this belt right now. So Rhea wins, Rhea retains. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor in a Steel City Street fight. Pittsburgh is a very, very tough town. Steelworker town. Steelers town. So they are going to go all at it. Uh, all over the place. Use the ring. Use the use the stands. Use the back. Use everything to go out there and uh, and try to beat each other down, um, which gives a lot of leeway to shenanigans and what can go wrong or what could go right for either team. But WWE has been pushing this pushing this uh, Finn Balor turning on Damian Priest. It has been an ongoing thing between the two, and I think that it continues to build at this, especially this, how will they coexist together um, going after the thing, but it would be, you know what, it would be cool to see, it would be cool to see every member of Judgment Day with the belts. I think that would be pretty awesome. And I do like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but I I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if they have anything left. I mean, their whole thing was taking the belts from taking the belts from Jimmy and Jay, and starting the crumbling of the judgment uh, of the uh, of the bloodline. And they did that. They did that. Um, so that being said, I think that in a Steel City Street fight, where anything can happen, I think that the Judgment Day unseats 
Zane and Owens and wins the belt today. Hold me to that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and revisit that on the on the review show. All right. Uh, we got the United States Championship: Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Um, there's no reason to give Austin Theory back the belt. Um, Rey Mysterio puts on great matches. He's doing great as a as a United States champion. Um, also, I think that further down the line, this is setting up great for uh, Survivor Series in a couple months. Have Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio title versus title. U.S. champ versus North American champion. It's cool. I've never seen, they've never done that. So I think that is a, definitely a possibility uh, down the road. And I think that Rey Mysterio wins it for this. Austin Theory, I'm, I'm not really sure where he is going to fit in. I think uh, maybe going back, they did a tag team match with uh, Grayson Waller yesterday. I think they were maybe uh, testing the waters for that and maybe seeing if that is a thing they can possibly do. Moving forward, uh, two young guys. Um, I know that Austin Theory was working with uh, he was working with Pretty Deadly up until the member of Pretty Deadly got hurt, and they were doing some great things with that. So I think he's a he's a, he's great in tag teams. So I think that 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 might be a possibility. All right, next we got Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. This seems like it's been going on for a very very long time. And I like Trish. I, I can't believe she's come back. And she hasn't lost a step. She looks fantastic. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, uh, she's got nothing to prove. Hall of Famer has done some amazing things and is great, is great. Uh, does Becky Lynch need this? Yes, Becky Lynch needs this win. She does. And Trish wants to move on. Uh, that's been stated by Trish um, a couple times that she has wanted to move on and do other things, like maybe take on Rhea Ripley for the title. Now, we were talking about, does Rhea Ripley have a legitimate contender? Yes. Um, And I think that would come in the form of Trish Stratus. So hopefully uh, we get that soon. All right. Then finally, we have LA Knight versus Miz. The personal shots that were taken yesterday on SmackDown were... (laughs) Very hard to watch for, for me. Um, I, I, I look at L.A. Knight as somebody who is, he's not, I would, I would say, treading water, but there's no title for him to go after, right? Him going after Rey Mysterio, yeah, that would be great. You know, that would be pretty cool to see that match. But he's, he's, he's above the, the U.S. title at, at this point. Uh, I think he needs a challenge for a world title. Can he get in there with Roman Reigns? No, right now we're doing bloodline stuff. And he's not on Raw, so he can't challenge Seth Rollins unless they do that whole, let's just move him over there for the sake of moving him over there to get him a match, which I would love to see. Um, but Miz and him, I, I, maybe they're, I don't I don't know what LA Knight has to prove to, to anybody because he, he has the mic work, he, he looks great, he can wrestle, he, he does, uh, he has, Literally a rock bottom and a stole cold stunner, um, which goes back to people saying that he is a he is an attitude era character in this new era of WWE, which is very hard to come by. And he's an attitude era, era guy because he's my age and I grew up during the attitude era. Um, 
And if you grew up during the Attitude Era, these were the people you watched. You watched The Rock, and you watched Stone Cold, and you watched those guys dominate that time. Um, going back, I, I've, I've gone back and I've seen pictures of L.A. Knight. He has worked with everybody, and he has. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who has never given up on his on his dreams? He was doing commercials. He was doing TV. He was doing all these other things to try to get to where he is in the WWE and now that he's finally got it. Um, uh, the crowd reaction's been great. Miz is always the perfect person. He's kind of like this this new watermark person because if you can go out there and do your stuff with Miz, Miz also needs to be. They got to they got to do something with Miz. They got to they got to put him back in that world championship picture or or give him something or give him a new faction or do something. Uh, to, to help him along. He's kind of doing the, the Dolph Ziggler role where Dolph kind of is the, is kind of like, was kind of like the benchmark. You get in there, you work with Dolph, and if you do good, you know, you, you keep moving up. LA Knight wins this match because he's the he's the obvious choice. Miz doesn't benefit anything unless, unless they're building this to go further, like another, like a three-match deal or something like that. Um, I can't believe that, that LA Knight took shots at Maurice, though. Ooh, that, that, that's hard to watch for me. It's like, you can't talk about somebody's wife. Even, even if it's fake, you still don't talk about somebody's wife. Or not fake, but, you know, it tongue-in-cheek, you know, talking about somebody's wife. That's that's something that you, you can't do. And he did it anyway, and it, it worked out. But I was, I was taken back. I was taken back by it. All right. So that is my preview for the, uh, for the payback pay-per-view tonight. Um... Uh, on the other side of that, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about AEW and CM Punk getting into it with the son of Luke Perry, uh, Jack Perry. Um, and as somebody who is in their 40s, I know what it's like to deal with a 20-year-old. It's difficult. It is very difficult. And, and knowing that CM Punk is a, CM Punk's older than I am. He's probably like 43, 44, 45. Dealing with children to twenty to me, twenty year old is a child to me. Twenty year old is a child. They are very difficult to deal with, and I hope, I, I hope in my heart of hearts, when I was twenty, that I wasn't this insufferable of a human being. Because if I was this insufferable as a human being as a twenty year old, I like to apologize to every single person who I came in contact with, but. I am praying that I was not and that I was respectful and did not rub people the wrong way when I was uh, when I was that age. But see, I'm getting into this because there are a lot of people out there who just do not know how to respect other people. And if you get into, I would say, if you're ever in a gym and you see somebody with a barbed wire tattoo on their arm. And you mess with their stuff while they're training, they will f you up. Because I know, because those are the dudes that that I was in there, in there with. Or if you see a girl with a lower back tattoo, don't mess with her, because she's seen some things. She's been through some wars. Those girls with lower back tattoos are, are legit because they they went through. They were in the mosh pit with with me and and my 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 friends and back then throwing bows. I, I will say this though, the girls of my generation, I would say <laughs> the private school girls of my generation are tougher than the public school dudes of this generation. 
So the dudes of this generation, probably like from, from 20 to their early 30s, the private school girls that I grew up with are more hardcore tougher than the dudes that, that exist from that, that era. That's just my opinion. That's what I've seen. You can take it, take it or leave it. But CM Punk probably feels the same way. I do not want CM Punk to leave because if he leaves, he's done. He's not He's not going to wrestle anywhere again. And I still haven't got uh, all the CM Punk matches that I want to see. It was great what he did with Samoa Joe. Um, but I want to see the MGF, MJF stuff. And while I got a little bit of time, let's talk some MJF and Adam Cole. Fantastic. MJF is possibly the future. One of the big, big futures of wrestling. He is... Uh, He's great. He's great. He's everything you want from a from a superstar. He can talk. He can uh, he can wrestle. He has he has it, um, and that's really a rare thing to have or develop. You're either you're either born with it or you're not. Um, all right, let's get to one last thing. It's Dragon Con, and uh, if I had, I should have placed a bet. I should have placed a bet in Vegas. On uh, on Monday Night Raw, you know why I should have placed this bet? Should have placed this bet on my little bro, Xavier Woods, because every year since 2014, the Raw preceding the Raw preceding the weekend of Dragon Con, Xavier Woods gets inexplicably injured. On TV, not in real life. Doesn't get injured in real life. He gets inexplicably injured somehow, some way, in some form or fashion. Look it up. Look it up. Go back and watch every single Raw from 2014 to 2023. The week that precedes Dragon Con here in Atlanta. It's uh, it's like Comic Con, but it's it's in Atlanta. You dress up. There are panels. There are celebrities there. Is, is one of the biggest things we have. We have it. It used to be at the Castle Gate Hotel. Now it's at the Marriott, downtown Atlanta. Huge parade, huge thing. Look it up. Look it up. Every year since 2014, my dude, Xavier Woods, has been kayfabe injured so that he can attend <laughs> Dragon Con Saturday. Sunday and this week also Monday because he's he has been ruled out unable to compete on Monday so I needed to place I will place a bet next year that he will be quote unquote injured quote unquote injured on Dragon Con weekend so that he can attend uh, the Dragon Con festivities um, <laughs> he does a great job he he um, if you if you get a chance to look at his Instagram today, he'll he'll be dressed. He dresses up different character all three three days. Was one guy Michael Mosley who they have been going to Dragon Con together for for probably twenty years at this point. Uh, but it's very cool. But but just know that know that he's fine. He's doing his thing. All right. So this has been an episode of the Bang and Clang of Sports Podcast. Get a Banff hammer, drink some Go Juice, and go crush it this Labor Day weekend. And I will be back with a review show very shortly and enjoy payback tonight.